Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Can promise you on this holiday Monday, there will be no checkup updates involving Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons. And for the guys today, our Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Don't forget about us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and also on ESPN2 and ESPNU. I, I don't know how that conversation got started with those guys last week. I don't nope. want to Don't want to know. Yeah, Alan Yates and Nuno, they were just looking at their feet saying, I don't want to relive this again. <laughs> Man, it was a wild thing to just open up your group chat. I was like, hold on. It's <laughs> like lunchtime, you know, some people eating early yeah, dinner. See, you're doing too much. Th- see, this is why we can't have nice things at Christmas anymore because of those kind of group chat situations. That's why we can't have those kind of things. You're a fan of the group chat? I don't mind it unless something like that creeps yeah, up. Then I mean, no, I'm like, not a fan a, at all. A work group chat is one thing. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand the yeah. like the friend group chat. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Like five million times, one person sends something out, and then this device right here just melts down, and it does not stop. What about group FaceTime? Are you a fan of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, you know me, Freddie. I FaceTime all my friends to make sure everything's good because they be care. lying. He, he gave the face of, 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 for everybody no. out there that is not a fan of that. He, he didn't even say anything for like three seconds. He just glared at you. Thought that, he was going to get a silence alarm. I said, uh-oh. The most annoying thing ever is the group FaceTime. I let, look, my, now, uh-huh. I've got, we have uh, Matt Raish, uh, D-line coach for, for the Colts. My brother and I, um, who just got hired by the Carolina Panthers. Way to go, little Way bro. to go, yeah. We are on a, a – the only time I will ever do the group FaceTime is when we're betting ponies. Of course. We're betting the thoroughbreds. There's money right? involved. And yeah. I mean, that it, makes it, sense. That's, that's the only mm-hmm. time that I can tolerate. Yeah. Because, I mean, then you can tell how confident you are. Do you really like that three, four, six exact the box? I mean, we sure about this? <laughs> you know, six is a long shot here, yeah, man. See, need to I see can, yeah, yeah, I want to see some facial yeah. expressions, right? That, you need that kind of intel Total before voice decisions only goes so far. Yeah, so exactly. when you got hard-earned money on the line, yeah. I'm in on the mm-hmm. FaceTime, right? Yeah. Other than that, Forget it. hell no. Forget it. Forget it. Speaking of FaceTime, the Giants have to have a serious amount of FaceTime when it comes to what are they going to do when you got Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, both in a contract year situation, who's going to get tagged, who's going to get the long-term deal. We're going to bring in resident Giants fan, Nuno, because I tell you right now, right here, we're going to completely disagree with what he has to say what the New York Giants can do because we disagree with it most seriously yesterday when he brought this up. So, Nuno, you're a Giants fan. Daniel Jones had a terrific season. Saquon Barkley looked fantastic, bouncing back from the injury. Looked like the Saquon Barkley that they drafted out of Penn State. You are the big blue Giants fan. What should they do about those two guys? So, as you – you know, heard last segment, Mike T broke down the difference between the, uh, you know, exclusive and, and non-exclusive tag. My thought is, because you haven't noticed, like, Daniel Jones just uh, has new agents. So, I think there's, like, a five-day period where they can't negotiate any deals. It doesn't seem like that they're anywhere near actually coming to terms on things. My thought that I'm throwing out there is the Giants should place the non-exclusive tag on Daniel Jones, which allows him to go negotiate with other teams. And if you don't agree on a deal, you get two first-round picks. I just don't know how much, as well as Daniel Jones played this year, how much Brian Dable loves him, right? I just That's one of those things. I'm also realistic. They overachieved this year. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of work to do. Sure. So they might actually be better next year but not make the playoffs. I'm okay with that because I think they're going in the right direction. So it's if you say if 
if you're probably going to get a deal done with Saquon, if you throw the non-exclusive tag on Daniel Jones and let's see what the market is. That's my thought. You're an idiot. Name call. I mean, <laughs> let me call ask you it. this, Nuno. Hey, yo. Let me, what what's harder to find, a quarterback or a running back? A quarterback. Okay, so you have a quarterback in Daniel Jones, who when he got coaching for the first time in his career, he took a team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And who were the guys around him outside of Saquon Barkley? Oh, let's look at those guys. I mean, it's, Isaiah it's, Hodgins, Darius eh, Slayton, eh, Richie James, eh, Daniel Bellinger, eh, look at Matt Breida. You got a bunch of you know twos and threes in there. You don't have that top wideout. So, and he still made the playoffs. And you actually now again have a coach in Brian Dable who knows how to not just coach a quarterback and call mm-hmm. plays, but develop a quarterback. Okay, All right. so there's no way that I'm allowing Daniel Jones. So even on the on the non-exclusive to go and negotiate with other teams and run the risk of losing him. Okay, it is that it, it is too hard to find a starting quarterback, a serviceable quarterback in, in the NFL. There's just not that many of them. So with Dable and year two with him, with Daniel Jones, and you if you, if you can go get a Quentin Johnson from TCU, a Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, get him a true number one. Man, Daniel Jones is going to be that much better. I'm tagging Barkley. Okay. Not Daniel Jones. I'm getting a long-term deal done with my quarterback if I'm the New York Giants. Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman, or Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Jason hit us up on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and Ian Fitz ESPN saying, draft the quarterback. Daniel Jones is fine, but there's no way he's a franchise quarterback or close to worth the $40 million he's probably going to ask for. He had 15 touchdowns, and that simply isn't good enough even without elite weapons. I'm not going to side with Nuno here, but here's where I think where Nuno is coming from. The one year he was actually good, can you really count on that next year when it comes to Daniel Jones? Your point is valid about finally getting coaching, but you wonder. And Nuno, I don't want to speak for you as a Giants fan. Nuno may be thinking that Daniel Jones, this is as good as he's going to get, even having that kind of coaching. And $40 million is a lot of money to pay that kind of freight for a guy that you're still unsure about at the quarterback position. More than ever before, if you have a guy and you believe in him, then you put weapons around him. Nuno, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. I think you're wondering, even if you put weapons around Daniel Jones, that doesn't mean even with the better coaching that he got last year, he's going to be exponentially better like Ian Fitzsimmons is trying to put out there about Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think one of the things, because of lack of weapons, they were able to scale down – you know, there wasn't a lot of mistakes that he normally made the first couple years, so I think they protected him. Now, all of a sudden, you add weapons, you open it up. That, for me, feels like, all right, is he going to revert back to just throwing it around the field, throwing interceptions, you know, making the wrong decision? So I don't also look at what type of quarterback do you need to win a Super Bowl? Jalen Hurts was out of this world this this year. He was the second best and at some points the first best, the best quarterback in this league. Like that's what you're going up against every single, you know, week in your division. I think you need that type of caliber of quarterback to win. And Daniel Jones, as much as I like him and I was I'm glad for this past year, isn't on that caliber. So I think you figure it out. Oh, so then what do you do? Who are you getting? Because Tyrod Taylor right now is your backup. Who's who's playing quarterback if you let Daniel Jones leave the building? Who's your guy? Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's not, I'm telling you, it's not easy to find one of these dudes. I'll tell you this. Okay. You are going to find out right now in this offseason 
what the New York Giants think of Daniel Jones. Absolutely, because they it, go up to somebody like a Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill or anybody or, else that tells you exactly what they think about it. If they him. don't give him that long-term deal, Brian Dable does not believe mm-hmm. that he can take that next step. If they do, then you have a man who's a proven developer of talent at the most important position in sports. He believes that's our guy we're going forward. If they sign him to a long-term deal, Brian Dable believes I've got my franchise quarterback. If they yeah. don't, right. then – you know everything you need to know about how, how Brian Dable and the Giants, how they view Daniel Jones, and I think they will sign him to a long-term deal. You and I both know this because we're around it more than the average person out there listening to us. We go behind the curtain with people, and they see things differently than what we see in terms of being radio hosts or fans. We see Daniel Jones and how he was exponentially better. We don't know what the Giants have seen behind the scenes. If they believe in that, that there's going to be a ramp-up, or this is as good as it's going to get. Because those are the kind of decisions that they make. And the reason I bring that up is I'll never get Ernie Acorsi, longtime team of the New York Giants and also the Baltimore Ravens. It was 2003, and we had a chance to be at their practice up in Albany, New York, when I was working up there, me and John Tobin doing the show together. And we think, oh, the Giants going to contend in the NFC East. And Ernie Acorsi behind the scenes said, I'm worried about our football team. Like, what are you talking about? You got Strahan, you brought in Brian Mitchell, Eli Manning was throwing the, the, the chocolate out of that football and everything. He said, I'm concerned about this football team. They wound up going 5-11 and 11 that year. And after the season's over, I said, what did you see that nobody else saw? That the average football fan, if they saw that practice, what did you see? You go, there were troubling signs where I said, this guy is not as good as we thought he was going to be. Or, man, Eli Manning doesn't have the kind of weapons around him. We really have to manage him more than ever before. And that's exactly what happened. But by that time of training camp, you really can't go out and get people because you got to deal with what that is. So what the Giants see behind the scenes will determine exactly what they're going to do. You and I see something one way. We, hey, Daniel Jones with proper coaching. I don't know if he's worth $40 million a year, but man, oh, man, you can't let that guy go. That's the most important position. We don't know what that organization is. Look at Daniel Jones saying, man, this may be as all he can get. We may have to go out to somebody else in the offseason and have Tyrod Taylor's a stopgap before we get the guy who we really believe can make this work with the Saquon Barkley running back. I will bet you all the money in my wallet that Tyrod Taylor is not the starting quarterback of the New York I Giants know that. next year. But, 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 <laughs> but I'll but, tell you this. Remember, remember ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we heard, you know, from the front office also in the, at the end of the season how Daniel Jones has never really had anything around him. We almost ruined this guy, sure. and we took a big step forward this year. That's why when you hear stuff like that, especially from ownership, that's also coming from the coaching staff, yeah. from the front office. I hope so. I firmly believe that Daniel Jones will be with the New York Giants. He's not going to go on a non-exclusive yep. franchise tag, and that dude is not leaving that building. I hope so. Remember, this is the same Giants organization that hired Joe Judge as the head coach. We all have our moments. Mm-hmm. And had Dave Gilderman as the general manager who brought championship experience to the New York Giants. I'm thinking, yeah, but I think championship experience. I wasn't thinking you. When it comes to that, and Dave Gilliam, just putting it out there. Same organization that brought those guys in before somebody said, you can't keep these guys around. They don't know what they're doing. They also finally brought in a guy who's developed quarterbacks, and that's Brian Davis. But also they brought in Joe Shane as a general manager. Absolutely. Those two guys work together. But like I said, we don't know what they see behind the scenes. But to your point, we'll find out what they think about Daniel Jones based on what they do when it comes to a non-exclusive or exclusive franchise tag and who they placed on one and who they placed that on the other. Keep weighing in on Twitter. We'd love to see what you have to say at Coleman ESPN at Ian Fitz ESPN and the show's handle at Key J and Max. Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie coming in for the guys today on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. We have not forgotten about you guys when it comes to what you did this weekend without the National Football League. We'll take a look and listen to what you have to say at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776 and we'll also find out what's next for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens either staying married or getting a divorce. This is ESPN Radio. 
Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What did you do this weekend with no NFL for your Sunday? Freddie Coleman, Ian Fitzsimmons, and for the guys at Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 8, as well as ESPN2 and ESPNU. Let's see what you have to say. You've been patient, so we appreciate your patience. Waiting at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. By the way, in four minutes, we will get to the conversation. What is next with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? Will the marriage continue, or will they be going to divorce court? But first things first, Chris in North Carolina. No NFL this weekend. Chris, what did you do this weekend? Hey, first of all, good morning, guys. Good morning. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. Uh, so, yeah, man. So Saturday, I was uh, spent time with my wife. She uh, <clears throat> had a class, concealed carry class that she instructs. I was a running safety officer, so I spent time with her doing that. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Andrea Williams, at nice. Silhouettes Firearms Training in North Carolina, Spring Lake. Nice. And then Sunday was Sunny Sunday. Spent time with my son, and uh, it was a coming of age moment. So we sat down and we watched Friday together for the first time. Oh, really? He thought it was what? hilarious. Oh, man. What? Yeah, he was about to turn 14, and uh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back, it just it took him out. Man. <laughs> he thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> what do you think and of Big Worm? On the oh, man. Oh, look. Dad, so, that's not ice cream. Oh, that's all, not, no. Listen, all night, all night, when I was telling him to do something, he like, I got you, Dad, and you know this, man. So I was like, you and know you what? Know this, man. Those little moments, man. Those little moments, it was priceless, man. And then we jumped on the sticks, played some Xbox. It was a wonderful weekend. That's tremendous. And he tell you how that father-son moment and Friday is the bonding, only good's going to come out of that one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, you don't pick up your room, I'm going to treat you like Debo. <laughs> Man, forget Hector. <laughs> so, tidy in Milwaukee, what did you do this week about the NFL? Go ahead, Tiny. 
Let's move on from Tiny. Charles in North Carolina. Charles, no NFL this weekend. What did you do, brother? Oh, man, thanks for having me. Um, I watched the XFL, being in North Carolina, NASCAR. Okay. Um, watched Tiger. And I did a little bit of switching around, and I seen some skiing. Really? Didn't even know that was, that, that was going on right now. Oh, Michaela Schiffer. There, there, well, there you have it. I'm here for you. Little things in life. Yeah. I, need to, I, need to, I need to broaden my horizon a little bit. Yeah. Denise and I, my wife and I, we watched the end of NASCAR, where they had three, four wrecks in the final nine, ten laps. It's tremendous. Yeah, how about Ricky Stenhouse? Yeah. Was it, how, many, how many races between his last win and then taking down Daytona as a 40-to-1 yeah. shot? Yeah. Five-year losing streak. Hello. Mm-hmm. Five-year losing streak. And believe me, there were a couple of big ones in that final stretch. He won. They have the overtime in NASCAR now, so they don't want races being won under caution. But when it gets to the second overtime, that's when that happens. If that caution flag had happened a split second earlier, Joey Logano would have won his second Daytona 500. It happened a split second later, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. breaking that losing streak. Yeah, that was fun to watch. I mean, that was I, a blast. I, I was, yeah, and, and, and he Brian McGee's coverage, you know, and he and Marty, uh, absolutely awesome. But that's one where you, that's one of those events where you stop down. It, 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 mm-hmm. it transcends the sport. It's like the Masters, right? You know, where the Daytona 500. That's mm-hmm. one. I'm not a big NASCAR guy. I'm not a gearhead, yeah. but man, when that happens. I'm in. Yeah, by the way, the team, Brad Doherty, part of the racing team. It's a husband and wife racing team with Brad Doherty that they own the car. They, they're not part of Hendrick Sport, Motorsports. They're like really like a mom-and-pop organization, which is an antithesis of what's going on in NASCAR now when you got these super teams that have been able to come together. A mom-and-pop organization along with Brad Doherty had Ricky Stenhouse Jr. driving their car, winning the NASCAR, and they turned the 500. So that was a pretty cool moment when it came to that. One last one from Gary in Jacksonville. Hey, Gary in Jacksonville, no NFL. What'd you do this weekend, brother? Hey, hey, good morning, guys. I, I did watch the, the uh, Daytona 500 in the golf, but mostly college basketball. I'm a big Hurricanes fan. It's so interesting this year that a lot of the traditional blue buds, the, the North Carolina, the Xavier's are struggling. You know, And with Miami, I think it, they're wide open. I think they have as good a chance as any team right now, the way they're looking to make the Final Four. And uh, i just like to see the you know new teams involved. I, may, I think it just grows the sport and makes – the entire sport exciting. And Thanks, by, guys. Yeah, by the way, they have the best backcourt in the ACC with Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack. Those two dudes can get it. They're number 15 in the country. And, yeah, North Carolina, we don't, we don't know if they're going to make the tournament. Duke is probably going to make the tournament. We're used to those two blue bloods. But Miami, remember, last year they got to the Elite Eight. They were one step short yeah. of the Final Four. And Isaiah Great Wong coach. and Nigel Pack, along with Jim Larinaga, they can get it down to Coral Gables with the Hurricanes at number 15 in the country. Well, North Carolina had a bad loss on Saturday, you know, against NC State. And then you look at it to his point, you know, new flavor. Yeah, teams like Alabama, you know. Wow. Yeah. Man, I want to apologize to all the Georgia players and their families Why? as to what Alabama did to them. I mean, I felt badly <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs. Who has had final like 101 58 or whatever? 108 59. It was the worst Mercy. loss of Georgia since 1959. I didn't I see mean, that. You talk about catching a squad coming off of a. Oof. a I mean, when Alabama lost to Tennessee, Tennessee got to their head. Kentucky takes them down on Saturday. Yeah, you know, and, and by the way, the Wildcats are starting to come together a little bit. They're playing defense finally. Alabama was hacked off, and they took it out on Georgia. So, to all the Georgia parents, family members, <laughs> apologies. That was that was tough to watch on Saturday. This public service message brought by Ian Fitzsimmons, Alabama graduate, on Freddie Coleman, and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, as well as ESPN Two, back into the National Football League the first week and about the the National Football League, that doesn't mean there's not any kind of conversation when it comes to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I've always been a big believer that when you don't hear something, that means something is going on. 
haven't heard really anything from Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens, and this is just me spitballing. I wonder how much is that that may be behind the scenes, maybe even because franchise tag would seem to be where that's trending, but that means they're probably working on some kind of long-term deal to get this done before July training camp happens in Baltimore. Just just a thought. Yeah, look, that, that entire offense is built around Lamar Jackson. And remember, when they hired Todd Monken, offensive coordinator for the two-time national champion Georgia Bulldogs, who obviously has NFL experience, we, we they had all the reports that Lamar Jackson was heavily involved. Mm-hmm. And okay. deciding who the new offensive coordinator and what style they were going to bring to the Ravens. So yeah, you don't do me, that. You don't think you're going to sign a guy for long term. That's a good point by you. There is no doubt in my mind. There is not a single bone in my body that that believes that Lamar Jackson is going anywhere. Now I know Mike T. Mike Tannenbaum, who joined us about 45 minutes ago, said if he's the Jets, he's making a hard push to go get Lamar Jackson and trade for him from the Baltimore Ravens. He said he'd be offering two first-round picks, and maybe even a sweetener to go get him. I don't know if that would get it done mm-hmm. from the Baltimore side. He seems to think it would, and that, that, that's kind of interesting. We're all yeah. talking about Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, and Mike T came out of left field with a, you know, if I'm, if I'm with the Jets again, I'm going after that guy. But you're not having Lamar Jackson that heavily involved in hiring your new OC if you don't really believe he's going to be your franchise quarterback going forward. Because unlike the whole Green Bay Aaron Rodgers situation, even though we know there's a little iciness, that happened between these two towards the end of the season. Lamar Jackson's injured and putting out those cryptic tweets and also posts on Been Instagram. traveling with the team. Yeah, and all that stuff. It, it, people have to realize this. It's all about leverage, and it's all about negotiation. It was a negotiation tactic by Lamar Jackson. Hey, don't get on my last nerve. And the Baltimore Ravens like, we're not getting on your last nerve. You understand exactly how this process works, how this process is supposed to work. And then all of a sudden, to your point, there's no way you're going to make this move and not have him involved because, let's be honest, this is his offense. They created an entire offense built around his skill set. You're not going to bring in somebody that's the opposite of that and say, hey, Lamar, deal with it or else. At that point, he's out the door. He's not going to stick around, and then the Jets can be in play. To your point, there's no way you're doing something like this without his kind of input. That's why Munkin is the offense coordinator because Lamar Jackson wanted it. They said, we want to hire this guy. What do you think? I'm sure they had a meeting. And then they said, yeah, going forward, we can make this work in Baltimore. And think about this also. Word was it was north of $200 million that he turned down coming into last season. And then he doesn't finish the season again, back-to-back years. He yeah. misses you know, the last what four or five games on average. Right. That, to me, if I'm the Ravens, that hurts your negotiation if you're Lamar Jackson. I get it. But then if I'm Lamar Jackson, going, did you see what you did without me? Mm-hmm. They barely made the playoffs. So it, it, it kind of goes both ways. But I, there's – look, I'm, I'm with you. I think they do tag him. But, they again, they have till the summer yeah. to get that long-term deal done. I can't emphasize that enough. You're not having him involved in your OC search if you don't firmly believe he's going to be with you. I will say this about Lamar Jackson. I love the way he plays, but – I'm going to use the words of another Baltimore Raven about the way he plays. Ray Lewis said, the way you run around, we will hit that out the league. Lamar Jackson, you're too valuable, and I think you keep getting better as a passer to just be out there running around. He got hurt in the pocket. I understand that, but but he had injuries before that, little bumps and bruises, making those plays outside the pocket. Remember, it's the NFL. They will hit that out the league if you're not careful protecting your body and protecting yourself inside and outside the pocket because I love the way he plays, but I want to see him be able to do that for more than a minute and not just have that cut short when it comes to his career. Ian Fitzsimmons and Freddie Coleman in for Keyshawn, J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. And Ian mentioned he was part of the XFL opening weekend. 
He's going to say something that he saw that the NFL should really pay attention to and use it in their league. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The XFL opening weekend, it may be the third time, but it seems like the first time this year they may have gotten it right. With Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman. And for the guys today, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and also on ESPN2. And you heard that touchdown pass being thrown by A.J. McCarron, and he joins us here to talk about the opening week when it comes to the XFL. A.J., you play in a lot of big games, but now you're at the beginning of what people believe is going to be something special, the third iteration of the XFL. What was it like there being out there for opening week and having that kind of success? Yeah, it was uh... – I mean, just an unbelievable experience and um, something I'm very blessed and, uh, you know, super proud to be a part of. Can't thank uh, Wayne and uh, John enough and, and Miss Danny for, uh, you know, giving a bunch of guys this opportunity. And um, we're just extremely blessed. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still kind of just blown away and, uh, how everything unfolded, but uh, super proud of my guys and just the fight and grit that we had was uh, unbelievable. 15 points in under two minutes to win it, the game winner to Austin Prohl. When that, and that embrace between he and his dad, Ricky Prohl, played in the NFL for a long time, was unbelievable. But, you know, before, for you, you're a three-time national champion. You played for, what, seven, eight years in the NFL. That moment with your kids mm-hmm. on the field, though, yeah. Man, it got a little misty in my hotel room last night. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, that, that was that was that was <laughs> awesome to watch. For all those accolades that you've accomplished in your career, what was that moment like uh, after winning that game uh, and having your kids on the field? Yeah, I mean that that's what it's all about, right? Like, I mean, we we've all played sports and uh, we've all you know uh, been around the things that we've wished with our, uh, our 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 kids there and. Um, there's just nothing like it. So, um, for for that really to be the first time my kids are my, especially my two oldest boys. I have three boys, but my two oldest um, to really know what's going on, or have an idea, and, and be able to watch and uh, and be there. Um, uh, 
I mean, that's wow. literally that's what that's what this game's about, and that's why I came back to play. And, um, I mean, you couldn't ask for better ending. Hit him on Twitter, 10, A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron, part of the XFL, playing for the St. Louis Battlehawks here with Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. I get the sense, and I had a chance to see that video time and time again, and I'm with Ian. It got really dusty in my household seeing that as well when that whole exchange happened between you and your boys. What did your boys say about that, seeing their dad do his thing like that? <laughs> they uh, They came running down and just, yelling screaming we won we won and uh i think that's what you know um what hit me the most was just seeing the excitement they had and uh we even seeing them again last night when we we got back to arlington uh after the bus ride they had already taken off after the game and and met us uh back here and stayed um they're actually sleeping uh, in the room next door, so uh, <laughs> wow! It, it, it was special seeing them in the lobby again, and then running around the corner as the team's walking in, and uh, still excited and up um, way past their bedtime. But uh, it was just an unbelievable experience. AJ, as we mentioned, 15 points in less than two minutes, and you can't do that unless you have a, a few different rules. You know, what do you think of? being able to go for three from the 10-yard line as, as an extra point. For people who don't know, you can go for one from the two, uh, two points from the five, and then three from the 10. You, you played a long time, obviously, as we mentioned, three-time national champion, seven, eight years in the, in the league. What do you think of that particular rule? Should that be implemented and brought over to the National Football League? I mean, it, it definitely makes it interesting, right? Um I think they tried to, you know, the league itself uh, as the NFL tried to make it more interesting by pushing the the extra point back. Um, And and I think they're going to eventually try something else to make the game uh, sell a little bit more, have more viewership. Uh, It's all about money in the end. And I think something like this makes it interesting. So uh, for us, just to to come out and execute literally everything, uh, every new rule uh, with the XFL, you know, scoring and then going for three, uh, getting the the three-point conversion right there, uh, throwing it to AP down the middle, and then choosing from there to go for the fourth and 15 option that you have from your own 25 uh, instead of an onside kick and, and, again, hitting AP for a fourth and 15 um, and, and then driving down the field to uh, once again hit AP um, down the middle was just uh, – it's literally – it was teach tape for the for the league. And uh, so hopefully, um, you know, the XFL loved it and uh, we put a, a good show on for them. Well, it, it, was, it was awesome to watch, to say the least. How much do you have to remind yourself and your teammates, mic'd up? Hey, man, we are mic'd up here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is is the hardest thing. Because like, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, we we've all played sports. Like when you're playing, when you're inside the white lines, or you're on the golf course, or on the court. Like 
you forget everything. So it's a different language. Let's just put it that way, right? Yeah, it's a different language. Yeah, right, right. You you turn into a different person, and uh, (laughs) I tried my best last night to um, remember that I was mic'd up and uh, and not say too too much uh, crazy things. But um, yeah, at that point, I'm glad they have a, a, a you know bleep button pretty quick it seems like so uh save me hey aj it was a great performance to kick off the xfl opening weekend even better having your kids around you sharing in that moment continued success good luck you take on seattle this week and thanks for joining us and Keyshawn, j will and max and you take care i appreciate it fellas thank you and by the way you're gonna be there thursday night when st louis yeah. at seattle that game nine o'clock eastern time on espn plus and also fx part of thursday night football back in the mix on the xfl I and mean, i had an absolute blast uh, on Saturday night, we had I had uh, Roughnecks and Guardians with Sam Macho, Taylor McGregor, and Logan Lindo, and and, and uh, we, we had an. I mean, it was it, it's so new, and so you have to almost be get used to being comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, it, it does. Yes, and I, I'll tell you this quick story. Okay. One of my favorite moments was a history lesson. I told you this in our pre-show. And I, if you ever wonder where some terminology comes from in the NFL or in college football that has worked its way down to to peewee football. I mean, it's it, the game has been around for so long, but I had no idea where five technique, three technique, uh-huh. 12 personnel, 21 personnel, where all that came from until Saturday night. So I'm down the field on the roughneck sideline with Bill Johnson, former D-line coach for the New Orleans Saints, won the Super Bowl in 09, won a natty with LSU in 19, was with the Rams when they lost the Super Bowl with the head coach Wade Phillips. I mean, this man's coached football for over 40 years. He's talking to Mark Snyder, former linebackers coach at Ohio State when they won the Natty in 02, mm-hmm. Marshall head coach. I mean, so these are great football minds. And they're talking about how they just found out where some of this terminology came from. About 510. I said, where? I said, Bum Phillips. Really? I said, what? When you said that, I was So blown away. I went over to Wade Phillips and said, tell me how your dad came up with this terminology. He said, in 1957, <laughs> Bum Phillips was coaching high school football in Texas. And he couldn't get his guys to remember where to line up. So he looked at the big boy and said, you, you're zero. You're on the nose. And then three, then five. So that's where the terminology of zero technique, three, five came from, was Bum Phillips in 1957 coaching high school football. Then a man named Bear Bryant hired him at Texas A&M. And Bum Phillips tells Bear Bryant, hey, it's made it, it made it a lot simpler for my guys. What do you think? Bear Bryant loved it. They implemented it at Texas A&M. Bear mm. Bryant took that terminology to Alabama, boom, exploded. And to this day, that's how we referred to the DN, the D really? tackle, the nose. And then Wade told me 21 personnel, mm-hmm. two running backs, one tight end. They started that when Bum Phillips was the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. To be able to get that's personnel amazing. onto the field earlier, they just started calling it 12. One running back, two tight ends. 21. And you got, you got all of a sudden the offense That's runs amazing. in, two, two running backs, one tight end. I mean, it was a literal history lesson on the field on Saturday night, and it was awesome. Absolutely Man. awesome to be part of. Yeah, and he still has one of my favorite lines ever in the history of football, as described Bear Bryant and Don Shuley. Coach gets him. He can take hisin and be yun, and then take yun and be hisin. My dad heard that. He said, what is he talking about? I said, Dad, I don't know. That's Bum Phillips. But it made sense. He could take his and be yours and take yours and be his. Bum Phillips, who knew he was that prolific? That was a great story. Great stuff on XFL opening weekend with our man Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. And for the guys in Keyshawn, 
Jabel and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, as well as ESPN2. And the New York Jets had Derek Carr in for a visit. Why did they not get in touch with the inner godfather to make him stay? That's next. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Freddie Coleman, Ian Fitzsimmons, in for the guys on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport and Bristol, Connecticut. Thanks to Grey Goose on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So the New York Jets had a visit from Derek Carr. The one narrative I heard that I said to myself, it's not that simple. They should have made him an offer, Ian that he couldn't refuse so he would leave the building but have a contract in hand. Derek Carr has the best possible position. He does not have to make a decision by any time frame. He can take as long as he wants till the beginning of March and decide if he wants to go to the Saints, Jets, or somewhere else. It is not that simple to say the Jets should not have let him left that building without a contract in hand. That's the old saying, right? You never let a guy leave the building. If you want him. Mm-hmm. So that, that tells me they're also still waiting on the man to le- emerge from the darkness. Yeah, the Prince of Darkness. What Aaron it's going to take to get Aaron Rodgers. Yep. But Derek Carr, you go back to 2021 in the regular season when Rich Passaccia was a head coach and they went through all that turmoil off the field. I mean, we all remember it from the head coach being fired to mm-hmm. all the chaos off the field, the tragic death of, you know, of a young woman in a, in a fiery car crash. I mean, he... It was you, you couldn't have had a worse off the field experience absolutely in recent history in, in in any sport than the Raiders had and Derek Carr quarterbacked that team to the playoffs and was one throw away from almost beating Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs and go back to that year there's only four guys that threw for more yards than Derek Carr did that's it the list is Tom Brady Justin Herbert Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes <laughs> pretty good list Derek Carr was fifth. <laughs> You know, with 4,804 yards or whatever it was. There weren't many guys that had a higher completion percentage than Derek Carr. It was like it was Joe Burrow and that same list, and that's it. Or actually, Derek Carr had a higher completion percentage than Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, and Patrick Mahomes at 68, 69%. Mm-hmm. Now, did he have the touchdown INT ratio? No. Right. But he was a beyond solid, he was a damn good NFL quarterback in 2021. Josh McDaniels comes in and it just doesn't click. Didn't fit. Yeah, some things don't go together. So, to me, can Derek Carr play? Absolutely, he can play at a very high level. For some reason, he's got this stigma about him that he's just a dude who's KP, can't play. But you put him with the right coach in the right system, as we saw in 2021, 
he, he he can get you to the playoffs, and he can win football games. So I'm fascinated to see what happens with Derek Carr, whether it's the Saints, whether it's Carolina with Frank Reich, whether mm-hmm. it's Tampa, or if it is with the New York Jets. But to your point, they let him get out of the building without a deal. Yeah, because if you're the New York Jets, you can wine him and dine him, but Derek Carr has that kind of leverage to wait and see what is the landscape going to look like because as a Jets fan – that would be the perfect situation. You got Brees Hall coming back. You got Garrett Wilson on the outside. You got an offensive line that can pass block and run block. Also, more importantly, his name's not Zach Wilson. Automatically, that's a credit <laughs> in his favor when it comes to Derek Carr. And you got those filthy McNasties on defense that can get after people. They feel they're a quarterback away, and that guy is exponentially better. This is not new news here. He's exponentially better than Zach Wilson. But if you're the Jets and you don't get him and you don't get the Prince of Darkness, then what? Zach Rosenblatt, Jets writer for The Athletic, said this last night on game night, the Jets plan if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, the Prince of Darkness, or Derek Carr from the Las Vegas Raiders. I had heard from somebody in the building that, you know, they have a list of, you know, like 19, I think was the number of quarterbacks that they're, they're wow. studying just like, you know, just to put everything, all the eggs in, in the basket and, and put everything on the table. And that includes guys that they don't really have a shot at. But yeah, if you don't, if you don't get Rodgers, if you don't get Carr, which I think they would know in the next couple of weeks or at least before free agency, and I think they turn their attention to a Jimmy Garoppolo who's going to hit free agency. And I think they try and see if they can, you know, if the Titans want to break free from Ryan Tannehill. I think those would be their top two targets. And then after that, you really get into, like, you know, it's real, real uh, rocky situation there where you have to either consider bringing back Mike White or, you know, you turn to, like, a veteran like a Jacoby Brissett or an Andy Dalton and you draft somebody and you just kind of let the competition play out in training camp. The last thing they need to do is bring in Andy Dalton. Nothing against the Red Rifle. That's just used goods. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I don't mind it. I don't like it. I don't love it, but I don't mind it. I guess anybody not named Zach Wilson works for me. And you, well, you also have, obviously, t- former Tennessee Titans OC is now with the mm-hmm. New York Jets under Nathaniel Hackett on the offensive side of the ball. So to the Ryan Tannehill name, mm-hmm. that's why that one's coming up because there is now yeah. a, a connection uh, to the Tennessee Titans quarterback. I Bottom line is this, man. You, know, you, you look at you're, If you're talking about 19 different guys – you're 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 just you're you're throwing lures out there, just trying to catch a fish, you mm-hmm. know, and you're hoping it's a big one. Sure, but I, if I'm the Jets, Derek Carr's Derek my Carr's first my, option. I, I agree. The, I agree with you, I'm even with you. over Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers, you're going to be dealing with each offseason that same unknown that the Green Bay Packers are dealing with right now, and you're going to have him for what two, maybe three years. You hope. You hope. Who knows? You hope. So, do you want that? Like he is a, he's one of the best to ever play the game. First ballot, Canton. We all we all agree on that. But there's also such a massive soap opera mm-hmm. that comes with Aaron Rodgers. Whereas yeah. with Derek Carr, let's just go play ball. And, and, and as I mentioned, when he's in the right system, he's a very good NFL quarterback. No doubt about the Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman, and for the guys on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max and ESPN Radio, Chris Easter hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and Ian Fitz ESPN about Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, guys, is it me? Or isn't Aaron Rodgers doing the same exact thing he hated that Brett Favre was doing at the end of his tenure in Green Bay? Yeah, and he's also flirting with the same team that Brett Favre went to. <laughs> I didn't think about it's that. It's eerily similar, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Good point by Chris Easter because certain things – you always want to find out what you can do to make sure you can maximize your position. And that goes not just for teams but for players, especially that position, the quarterback position. But you're right about the New York Jets – trying to throw as much out there, which is a clear indictment why they drafted Zach Wilson in the first place. When you had a guy in Justin Fields who was right there. Can you imagine what this Jets team would look like with that guy quarterback? Who I know can play. 
Yep. He hasn't had anybody around in Chicago. I know that guy can play. Zach Wilson never convinced anybody he could play, but some pot of gold that he had that the Jets decided to take a chance on with a second pick in the draft. This is an indictment of Jets drafting that guy two years ago. He's in the, the, the dark room with only one meal a day for four days, right? He went in on Friday. Aaron Rodgers, yes. Today's the last day. Supposedly. McAfee tomorrow. Can't wait to see what this dude looks like. I can't wait to see what that's going to sound like. <laughs> that has all the makings of like Peter, Paul, and Mary from the 60s. It's the 60s, man. <laughs> Everything is fine, man. Everything was not fine that you didn't have the NFL the this weekend. World. What did you do in your spirit world without the NFL? That's next to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.